and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, indeed. Uh, we are back after week eight of the NFL season. It's the SoCo Sports Show. I and the co-host, Cody Michael, he is the SoHo Seth Ott. I tell you. He, there you go. He tells you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm Seth. I don't even want to dick around because I got some, I got some shit I want to say loud this week, and I want to leave as much time for it as possible. Well, hold on. We do have a tweet this week. Okay, let's get into but this tweet. It's not from John Gruden. Uh oh. I call you a punk. Iron Sheik says. Give me the cold beer, my Red Zone channel, and leave me the fuck alone for today. Thank you, Bubba. Dude. <laughs> that was tweeted on Sunday at 10.37 a.m. Central Standard Time. He was that, ready is, to go. that is what's fucking up right there. <laughs> I, I've, I saw I've, never, I've never before considered getting a tweet tattooed on me, but this one, <laughs> this one seems like it would make some sense. Hell yeah. Just get it right across the chest. Perfect. Yep. Oh, man. Iron Sheik. He he knows what's up. I saw that I saw that Sunday morning, and I was like, hey, you know what? That's a that would be a good tweet for the regular show. But I'm saving this one for the sports show because he he mentioned football directly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. When people ask me to do things on Sundays, I'm always like, <laughs> and I don't do it. <laughs> That's a good one, Shiki. We gotta give you one of these. You get a fucking cookie and a star. That's the mm. most sports sports tweet I think we've had in some time. Hell yeah. Um, all right, Shiki baby is invading both shows. He's, he's, he's like a vi- he cannot be fucking stopped, especially <laughs> he cannot especially be stopped from watching Red Zone on Sundays. <laughs> by the way, we're not sponsored by Red Zone, uh, but the Iron Sheik might be. He might. Be. I call you a punk. All right, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com/soco. Hit the link in the description box. Get your first month of Audible and Oh, I just fucked that up, didn't I? Oh, wow. Wow, that's oh, I was on such a streak. I probably had 100 in a row. You uh, suck. Uh, wow, get your first 30 days and your first book for free. Free! There you go. Uh, Mathis Designs. Find our good friend Steph on Etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationery and graphic design needs. Paid! And, of course, Mike's Wood can be found on Etsy.com slash shop slash Cornfed and Wet. <gasps> mm, I, I like this old ass co-host I have today um, also want to give a shout out to our contributors Mike and Jared appreciate you guys thank you for uh, contributing to the show if you want to be a Where's contributor go over to Anchor I'm not doing shots today that's for the main show um, <laughs> but uh, on the on the main show that dropped yesterday I took a shot for every one of our contributors so uh, if you want for me to take a shot to you on the air uh, just drop us a buck or five or a thousand, and uh, we really appreciate the monthly contribution. If you're One not contributing monthly, say it again. One shot for every dollar. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> my liver is not that expensive. Um, <laughs> if you are not going to contribute directly, that's totally okay. We appreciate your listens anyway. Your listens also really support the podcast uh, because of the ads that we now have, uh, which we're going to kick it over to now. Here's previously recorded Cody with a sponsorship ad. All right, this is live, Cody, once again. Oh, I guess I'm previously recorded, too, as people mm-hmm. listen. Um, so I don't guess it matters. That anyway. one's previously, previously re- uh, recorded, Cody. You're just previously recorded, Cody. Okay, Hard good. to say. Well, actually, right now, I'm just Cody. But, like, no. to the listeners, I'm previously recorded, Cody. Just go away. 
All right, let's talk some fucking football. We're going to get into week eight of the NFL. These are our game recaps. That just happened. That just happened. Did we win? Seth, uh, a win is a win, and the Vikings got one of those on Thursday night football uh, by beating the Washington Redskins 19-9. Now, this probably wasn't the game you hoped for if you were a Vikings fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of fantasy football owners uh, were looking for high scoring here. Cousins had a modest 285. Dalvin Cook, a great game, 98 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Stephon Biggs was big. Stephon Diggs was big in this one. Big Diggs. In, uh, in Adam Thielen's a- uh, absence. Uh, the Vikings did it with defense this week. Uh, they held the Redskins to just nine points on three field goals. Uh, very paltry numbers uh, from the Redskins' offense. Uh, this was a boring game from the looks of it, but you probably enjoyed it more than most. <laughs> it was boring, but I did enjoy the end result. Um, yeah, th- this is the type of game the Vikings played earlier on in this year when they were running the football and playing good defense. Although Xavier Rhodes still kind of got burnt uh, a lot in this game. Um, I know that you know, if you look at their leading receiver and Terry McLaurin, he had an okay game. Um, but still, that's not the, you know, with him being the only threat, uh, you know, they should have, you know, road should have been on him the entire game and played well. So, um, you know, he, he didn't, he got burnt, but you know, he, he finally called himself out this week. Um, finally taking responsibility for his poor play. So hopefully he gets, you know, he, he improves. They're also getting a cornerback from suspension who played really well last year in Xavier Rhodes absence. So, that does make me excited, and we have a bye coming up here in a, a couple weeks, too, to help get healthy and, and uh, ready to go for the second half of the season. So I'm excited. Um, I'm glad they won. Uh, and even though they didn't put up the numbers that they have, um, for one, the, the Redskins' are pass defense is actually pretty decent. Uh, they're they're in the top half of the NFL for pass defense. This is actually the best pass defense they've played uh, in the last five weeks now. So And it shows with the numbers. I mean, Cousins was fine. I didn't make any mistakes. He was uh, he was efficient and threw for would you say 285 yards? Mm-hmm. Um, that's still pretty good. Still a pretty good day at the office. So you know they weren't able to put up the the same numbers they had, but um, I was happy with with the performance overall. Would have liked them to score a few more points, but it is what it is. Uh, and the Redskins they're playing tough right now. Like I mentioned, a decent pass defense. They got some they got some good uh, good players in the secondary. Um, they're running the football. They're sticking to the run game. Peterson had a pretty good game. Um, and, uh, we'll see what their quarterback situation looks like. Uh, Keenum went down in this game and Haskins came in and Haskins, uh, I mean, that's the reason they lost. He, he, they were actually putting up a good fight with Keenum and, and when Haskins came in, not looking so hot. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. Maybe Colt McCoy comes back, but, uh, you, you know, they're playing tough for whatever reason. They're, they didn't trade away any pieces like they probably should have. Uh, they believe that they can win with what they have right now. It's remained to be seen, but they're put in the last two weeks. They played the the undefeated uh, Niners really tough nine to nothing game, and then again um, the Vikings on on last Thursday. So they're out there still putting up a fight against teams. Yeah, you love to see it uh, for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins twenty three of twenty six. So even if you're not putting up touchdowns, uh, efficient as you said, took care of the ball, didn't turn it over. Uh, so pretty good game for the Vikings. A good win, and yeah, you're right. Going into their bye, uh, they're going to have a chance to really make some moves in that NFC North, so we'll see what they do in the second half. Yeah, they got they got to play the Chiefs this week, but uh, here in a few weeks, they got to buy. Yep. Let's go to uh, – okay, so you, by the way, were the only one who picked the Redskins. Uh, sure so did. Ended up, your pessimism <laughs> for your own team ended up working to your advantage there. Um, but uh, on this next game, it was a unanimous pick of the Seattle Seahawks, and everybody was a winner on this game. Uh, Seattle wins 27-20, to 20, so it was a little bit closer than um, – than I think Seattle expected, but it's a tale of two halves. Uh, Seattle went into halftime up 24 nothing, and the Red, mm-hmm. uh, the Falcons were able to score a couple touchdowns uh, in the second half when, you know, 
Seahawks kind of took their foot off the throttle here. Uh, Russell Wilson had some really skinny numbers, um, but efficient. He was 14 of 20 for 182 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, they got a lot on the ground here. Carson had 90 yards and a score, and then Rashad Penny added 55. Uh, Tyler Lockett is really cementing himself as a top receiving option. He had another 100-yard game. Um, on the Falcons side of things, Matt Schaub threw the ball 52 times in this game, um, <laughs> and had 40, 460 yards, a touchdown and a pick. They're not getting anything from their running game. Uh, they had only 70 yards total. Uh, Julio Jones has a huge game, but again, this is a team that's packed it in. We know that, uh, Matt Ryan's injured. This Falcons team isn't much to speak of, but Seattle back on the winning track with a, with a victory here. They get back to six and two after the loss last week. Yeah, uh, Wilson looked good when, with what he had to do, but he really only had to only had to play a half of football, so you know he didn't have to do much. Um, but overall, I mean, the Seahawks did exactly what what we thought, and they they played a good game. Uh, and with the Falcons, you, met, you mentioned the running game. Um, you know, really, they 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 have been pretty efficient on the ground. They just haven't been able to run it a lot because they've been down because their mm-hmm. defense is so bad. So, um, you know, I still think there there's something left in Freeman. You know, he's still a good good back, and he's not you know too old yet. Um, and they got a lot of talent there on the offense, but that defense is so bad. They're just not able to, by the time, you know, they, by the, by the time the, the second quarter comes around, they're down by two scores, you know? So it's tough. And then, you know, Schaub played well, but you know, he, he's not Matt Ryan. And if they have a shot to win any games, they need Matt Ryan. So, um, overall though, uh, yeah, impressive for the Seahawks and they're, uh, getting back on the winning track here. Yep. 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 Let's go to Buffalo. Uh, here's a game that I am going to get excited about. Um, the Bills lose here 13-31 to to the Philadelphia Eagles. All of us were on the Bills because the Eagles looked so fucking bad the previous week. Uh, and they come out, and I watched a lot of this game, Seth. They handled the Bills. This score is not misleading. Um, this was a wall-to-wall beatdown uh, by Philly here. And on the first hand, I am so fucking annoyed with Philadelphia because I don't know what kind of team I'm looking at. They're 4-4. Four and four. They look so bad in certain weeks and really good in other weeks. This is a great defense they played against in the Buffalo, um, and they were able to hang 31. So uh, this was a good game for them. Um, I'm just so annoyed. I, I, I don't know how to pick the Eagles from here on out. I'm just going to keep reacting week by week and say the Eagles are now a great team, and I think they will win their division. And next week you can hear me talk about how much they suck again. Uh, Wentz though has has improved. Uh, he he didn't turn it over this week, which has been a problem for him. And then they had uh, quite a bit on the ground here, uh, over 200 yards of rushing and three touchdowns in this game. So if there's a, a weakness on the Bills' defense, it appears to have been exploited by the Eagles. But this fucking Bills team, dude, I had just gotten used to the idea of the Bills being good, and they really laid an egg in this game. Um, Josh Allen was awful. He didn't he turned it over three times, I believe, with fumbles, but he didn't throw a pick. Um, 16 of 34 passing. When's the last time you heard of a guy that didn't even complete half of his throws? Mm-hmm. And it was against this Eagles defense, which we know is horrible against the pass. Um, I don't know what the hell the deal is here. Uh, they had a decent rushing attack in this game. They went for about 100 yards. Um, and the defense was bad here. I think what we saw on Sunday um, is, again, we've talked about this team is will go as far as its defense carries it. And the defense didn't play well. And Josh Allen is not good enough to win a football game where you need to score more than 31 points. He just fucking isn't. He's not. Um, Josh Allen is the type of guy that can win a 17-10 to 10 game because he can make two or three really good plays in a game. And I've seen this. Everybody has. Uh, but you ask him to start making 10 or a dozen good plays to keep a team in it, not capable whatsoever. 
Um, he was very, very ugly in this game. And I think that this Bills team isn't what we thought it was two weeks ago. Um, their five wins are against total garbage teams, like probably all going to have top seven or so draft picks. Um, and their two losses are against teams that are the Eagles and the Patriots. So um, I'm going to say, for argument's sake, Seth, that the Eagles are a lot better team than we thought a week ago, and the Bills are a lot worse team than we thought a week ago. Maybe that's overreaction theater, but what do you say to something like that? I think it's overreaction theater in one camp, and that's that the Eagles are a good team. Um, we saw last week, and, and my, my alarms were up a little bit last week with the Bills against the Dolphins. The Bills barely pulled off that, that win against the Dolphins. They, they recovered in the end, but that was because they had, uh, it, it was a two-score game because they had a return on an onside kick. Uh, the Dolphins are not a good team, and they've been playing kind of tough, but they're playing tough against the Bills and the 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 uh, Steelers like this week. So for for me, this this is more about how Buffalo's come off this bye and not played well. They they have they just they just haven't, and even against the Dolphins, they just didn't play well. Like it, it's not that the Dolphins played well themselves; the Buffalo didn't play well. Um, I don't. I don't think the 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 Eagles are a good team. They they didn't do anything to improve on their defense at all uh, before the trade deadline. Um, they're they're as healthy as they're going to get right now, and and so they like they're Wentz was better, sure, but other than Tre'Davious White, who is basically you know he's kind of like back. Um, I would say Josh Norman a couple years ago makes the pass defense good just because he's there. That's that's Tre'Davious White. Tre'Davious White is a great player. Um, but I think teams have learned that they can attack elsewhere <laughs> against them mm-hmm. now, at least the last couple games. So yeah, White, um, by the way, for for folks who may not know, is a very excellent corner for the Bills. Yeah, so he's really right. he's really set the standard for this D. Yep, and for whatever reason, just the last couple games, he you know he he had a, a really big uh, pass interference play uh, in in this game that that uh, allowed the the Eagles to score. So you know it's. I think this is this is much more of a, a Bills are on the downside than the Eagles being good. I don't. I still don't think the Eagles are a good team. Sure, they got the running game going in this one, um, but it was on like three or four big plays. You know, it's not like it's not like they were consistently running well. So you know, Smile Sanders had a big seventy-five yard touchdown or whatever, uh, or close to a touchdown. Um, they, had, they had three different. They had three different running backs score in this game, but. They had the these running backs score uh, two of them at least score when the game was pretty much out of hand. So I, I don't I don't think really anything's better about the Eagles. Uh, we've talked about how much I don't think the Eagles are a very good team. Wentz hasn't looked very he, he looked better in this game, but he still hasn't looked great. Um, the offensive line isn't playing well. Defense isn't playing well, um, and they're getting not much out of the, out of the receivers right now either. So for me, I think this is a, a downgrade for Buffalo as opposed to an upgrade for P- Philadelphia. Yeah, Bills are going to have a chance to get right. They have Redskins, Browns, Dolphins, Broncos the next four weeks. So we could, <laughs> we could be very well looking at a 9-2 and two team that, frankly, I don't think is very good. Um, but we'll see. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll turn the ship around or circle the wagons, as they say, um, and we'll see some improvement. But Allen is going to need to improve if this team's going to do anything in the playoffs. Let's, uh, let's go to a couple teams that, again, I'm just fucking pissed at. Uh, we have Chicago and the Chargers. And I watched a lot of this game. By the way, uh, Kyle was the only one to pick this one wrong. Uh, the rest of us had the Chargers and the points. Um, and so uh, everybody got points but Kyle here. So this this seemed like a game that... How do I put this? The Chargers lost this game 
I know they won. The final score was 17 to 16. But the game that these two teams showed up to play is who can lose a game harder. And the Chargers appeared to be less good at losing than the Bears were this week. I know that's a stupid fucking thing to say, but I watched a lot of this game, and these teams shot themselves in the foot so goddamn much, it was sickening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many turnovers in this game. There's just bad plays. These are both teams that are like, they're 3-4 three and four and 3-5, three and five, so they're very much like in the mix um, if they have a really good second half, but... God, these are fucking bad football teams. And mm-hmm. with the Chargers, uh, Melvin Gordon ran the ball eight times in this game. In a game that ended 17-16, to 16, they only ran 12 run plays and 29 pass plays. So they punted like crazy in this game. <laughs> uh, not a lot of total offense. And the Bears defense is good, I'll grant you, but that is, that's terrible. They had less than 250 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes you sick when you have a team that has that many weapons on offense. Their offensive line is terrible, but the skill positions are all fantastic. Um, on the Bears side of things, again, the defense plays well. You're going to win most games where you put up or where you only give up 17 points. Um, they even got a great game out of David Montgomery here. He goes for 135 yards and a touchdown. But Mitch Trubisky is so fucking bad at football mm-hmm. that, and the problem the, the problem now is that the Bears seem to know that. Because they're calling plays that you only call if you know your quarterback sucks. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching this game. There was a third and nine, I think in like the second quarter, third and a third and goal from the nine-yard line, and they ran a draw. Mm-hmm. No one with a good quarterback ever does that. You, you go for mm-hmm. the end zone. They were playing for the field goal because they thought Trubisky was going to fuck it up. And they had multiple plays like that in that game. Um, the Bears, to me, are the stupidest team in the league because they did not go out and trade for a quarterback when Eli Manning... Cam Newton and Teddy Bridgewater are all out there waiting to get traded for. And the Bears apparently didn't even call any of them. Like, what the fuck? Um, the Bears are now in the same territory that the Browns are in for me. This is a team of losers. And they find ways to lose. Even though they have a very talented team, especially on defense, they they even had a chance to win this game at the end with a field goal, and they managed to miss that. So I this game just pissed me off because these are two teams that really should be good and are just fucking awful. And I don't get it other than Trubisky and the offensive line for the Chargers I guess but this is a team I I watched more of this game than I should have it made me so frustrated the entire game (laughs) well I mean it's exactly I mean with with the Chargers it's it's been exactly what I've talked about and they're just I mean they're I I haven't thought they've been a good team in a very long time I mean again we talked about 13 and 3 last year you know for they they were able to to do some things this year that they can't they weren't able to run the ball they are not able to run the ball at all this year, whereas last year they were much more efficient at it. Um, and and they, like you said, the offensive line is so bad. And it's really not like, sure, Russell Kung has been hurt, but it's really not like they have a lot of different pieces uh, on, on that offensive line. So they should should be where they were at last year. But, um, you know, again, too, you know, I've, we've talked about it and we've, we've seen this. I mean, this is statistics. When teams that finish you know, higher, uh, when, when teams that have lower, you know, easier schedules finish lower in the division, you know, bump up. The Chargers were towards the bottom. Now they they played a second place uh, schedule. Bears were fourth, and they go to a first place schedule. You know, it, it's you still have to beat NFL teams, sure, but that that level of competition gets so much harder. And when when someone like Trubisky in the Bears case is in there, he played really well last year. You know, he wasn't lighting the world on fire, but he was efficient and turned the ball over um, and moved the offense. This year, it's the complete opposite. Um, you know that that's when some of these weaknesses especially at quarterback really show with the bears um i you know i've talked about in the weeks past that they need to get back to running the football and they did but like you talked about trubisky 
can't can't pull off what he needs to in the in the big moments. He's not a good quarterback. I've been saying this since last year. <laughs> He's not a great quarterback. Um, the the defense has, has been good, yeah, but you know they they haven't come off the bye. Just kind of like um, like the Bills, they haven't come off the bye with the momentum that they needed going it like going into it, the Bears had a little momentum and and coming out they really don't. So um, it'll it'll be uh, the, I mean I think the Bears they're pretty much out of it at this point with mm-hmm. with the way the NFC is looking. They're pretty much. I mean, unless they go undefeated and some other teams lose, um, they're they're gonna. It's gonna be extremely difficult for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, fuck both these teams, dude. I'm sick of both of them. The only reason I'm watching the Bears anymore is because I have their defense and fantasy. Um, but even they're 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 looking like they might quit on these this these guys because Trubisky and the offense is so fucking bad. Ugh, it's mm-hmm. frustrating. I would hate to be a Bears fan. Um, I'm happy to be a Rams fan. Um, they covered their spread. Uh, with a 14-point victory over the Bengals over in London. Um, again, th- this, Hello. Was, this was game two of the uh, Rams get right to her. And they they got right again. Um, they played super well, uh, very efficient. Goff had 372 yards, two touchdowns. Um, we had uh, Cooper Cup had the biggest uh, wide receiving game of the week here, 220 yards and a touchdown on seven catches. Uh, the offense looked uh, over these last two weeks like it was clicking the way that it's supposed to. Um, I don't think it's quite the horsepower that it had last season, but it looks like they're accomplishing what they want to accomplish. Now we'll see uh, Rams go into a bye and then they come back, I think, against Pittsburgh. So we'll see what they do um, going forward when they get back into some stiffer competition, but pretty good two-game stretch for the Rams. I'm happy with what I saw. Uh, Gurley got involved a little more in this game, 44 yards and a score. Um, as well as, uh, or no, just, just that. Um, so I, I like what I saw this Rams offense, Rams defense has played super well. Uh, a lot of sacks. Uh, I think they had two, three, four and a half sacks in this one. Um, so the, they're, they're this is a team that has regrouped after that three game losing streak. And it looks like they're ready to play better football in the second half. Uh, Bengals are shit garbage. Uh, we just heard today in the news that Andy Dalton has been benched. And they're going to go to a backup. It doesn't even seem because Dalton has played okay this season. He's played actually really like, well. Yeah, uh, it seems like this isn't Andy Dalton's bad. It's let's find out what we have in this backup um, because our season is lost. They fell to zero and eight this week. Yeah, um, they're they're in complete you know shutdown mode. But at the same time, like again, they're a team with pieces that they totally could have traded mm-hmm. um, before the deadline, which we're recording uh, the day of the deadline. Not a lot of trades overall, really, but. Um, one of them actually was a keep to leave from the Rams. He got traded, mm-hmm. uh, for a mid run pick. So that, that's good. The Rams are getting some picks back. Um, but yeah, the, the Bengals, you know, they, they're totally mismanaged, uh, as, as a franchise right now. And, um, and then Dalton is playing well. Like, I hope he goes somewhere next year and plays super well and like Chicago. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He could play in Chicago. Um, probably could. Yeah. But I mean, he's. He's got talent. He, you know, he. I, I, I've, I've seen. You know, he's maybe not a clutch winner, but that's really not the Bengals. Bengals have never been a clutch team. So, you know, and they've had bad coaching throughout his entire tenure. Um, you can say Marvin Lewis was a good coach, but if you look at his record, it's he's not a good coach. He was there way too long. Um, so, I mean, and he's he had some really good years where he was a top ten quarterback. So, I think he has talent, and he's getting a little older, but I think he could definitely go somewhere. Um, I feel bad for the Bengals. They've just been a really shit. More, I feel bad for Dalton because they've been a really shitty organization for a long time. Uh, made the playoffs a couple times, but 
rough for them. But yeah, with the, with with the Rams, um, you know, hopefully they come out, they they can come out of the bye unlike some other teams and and play well because, um, like I said, they got the Steelers. That's a decent game to come back from. Um, with, with the way the Steelers are playing right now, uh, you know, having to play a backup. But you know, they'll have a tough journey coming up after that. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how the Rams come out of the bye. Mm-hmm. I have my uh, on my calendar. I've circled two big division games in December. Uh, Seattle and San Francisco. Uh, so yeah. I'm excited to see how the Rams are performing uh, come that time. Let's go on to the Colts and the Broncos. And Seth, the Colts are a team that you and I have been high on for a lot of the season, and they did not look great in this game, uh, but they did come out with a win. Last second, Adam Vinatieri, I think 51-yard field goal, won this game. Uh, this is another game I watched a lot of, and man, was it boring. Um, <laughs> I don't think they um, uh, they did have a touchdown, um, but they missed a PAT. I think they missed like two field goals during the game, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't push it into the end zone. Uh, Brissett finished with about 200 yards, and then they added uh, 76 and a score from Marlon Mack. Uh, Brissett actually ran for 34 yards in this game too, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a game that was incredibly boring, which the Broncos have been playing boring football all season, so this game was – the game flow favored the Broncos for the entirety of this game. Uh, until the last drive when Brissett got him down to get in field goal range. Uh, again, I think this is like we talked about with the Vikings, who won a little bit more comfortably. You go into a team, you know you're better than them, you find a way to get the win, and you get out of town. Um, I- I'm not going to read a ton into this for the Colts because they only squeaked this out, but uh, news from the Broncos, uh, Joe Flacco is injured in this game, so he's he's likely going to miss some time. I think it was a neck. Um, but Broncos, another one of those teams that you know has pieces, um, but really didn't make any moves other than trading away Emmanuel Sanders. So we'll see what they have to do going forward. But this Colts team I still think is very real. Um, they still lead the AFC South. They got away with the win in this one, but didn't look super impressive. So there may be some uh, some teams watching some game film from this one to figure out what they got to do to Indy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I do think, though, I, with, with the Broncos, they've played teams tough all year, minus maybe the the uh, the Chiefs game. Uh, otherwise, they played teams tough, and they, they've had a lot of close games. So uh, that defense is is still a very legitimate defense that can play tough. They probably should have traded away Chris Harris because they could have gotten a probably a King, King's ransom for him. Um, but uh, you know they kept held on to him. Maybe they think they're closer uh, to uh, winning some more games. You know, maybe in the next few years than than others do. But um, yeah, Flacco's going to be done for at least five to six weeks. So likely his season's probably just going to be done at this point. He he only signed the one year contract. So. Um, you know, I, I don't think he'll be back with yeah, age 35. I don't think he'll be back with the Broncos. Um, and, and then I think with the Colts, I mean, they, they, all of their games have been close. I think they've had all one score games this year. So, um, they, you know, that that's just their style of football. They, they try and run the ball and, and they play a uh, good defense. So, um, you know, I guess uh, they play, they play the defense they, they need to play against teams because they have given up a lot of points this year too, but, um, you know, against the, the worst offenses, they're, they're playing better. So they're playing to the level of their competition, which necessarily isn't a bad thing when, when you're the Colts. So, um, yeah, I still think that they're, that they're going to be a tough team and, and, uh, elite candidate for that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. I can confirm that Colts stat you mentioned every game the Colts have played the season decided by a touchdown or less. So a pretty exciting team to watch. Except for this game. This game was boring as hell. <laughs> Let's go to the Lions, uh, who took care of business against the Giants. Uh, final score here was 31-26, to 26, so the Lions don't cover, which is frustrating. So Kyle was the only one that got that pick right. And the, this game looks closer than it is, but this was a backdoor cover with a, a very late touchdown by the Giants to bring it to 26-31. Um, 
But uh, this, I think, is the Lions, um, maybe their own get-right game, as it were. Uh, Stafford was very good in this, 340 yards, three touchdowns. He did have one pick. Um, they got uh, a little bit out of the running game, uh, but Kenny Galladay, Galladay was huge, Galladay. 20 yards and uh, two touchdowns. And on the other side of things, Daniel Jones played a really good game here, 300 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Saquon Bar- Barkley was back in action, uh, I think, for the second week. He had 64 yards on the ground and added 79 in a score through the air. So he's back to his old ways. I think this is a Giants team that, again, has some pieces. I think things are looking up for this team. Um, long long term, if you look year or two years out, um, this season doesn't look like it's going to be a great one for them. But they'll win a couple games here and keep things close. Uh, I'm interested, Seth, if you think Detroit is still in the running realistically for that NFC North title after a little bit of a bounce back this week. Probably not for the title. Uh, I think they might, you know, maybe able to get into the wild card conversation. But um, with, with uh, you know the the Packers only having one loss and the Vikings having two. Uh, I think that's going to be a back and forth race between them or, you know, a pretty close neck and neck race between them. But the Lions maybe can slide into another um, into a a wild card spot. We'll see. They have to go on a a pretty good run uh, here coming up. So we'll we'll see about them. Um, And and this one, I think, with with the Giants, they did put up a good fight. There were there were a couple um, instances where they had some bad breaks on some turnovers and some field position. Um, So, you know, that that is tough. Uh, But. You know, overall, uh, I like what I'm seeing out of Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley is a freak. Um, you know, a few more pieces here and there. I think the Giants can make a, a real run uh, in the coming years. Um, so keep an eye out for them. Not Obviously not this year. But, uh, yeah, the, the Lions are going to have to put something together here, especially with having a basically a, a, a puzzle, a pu- random puzzle pieces of a run game back mm-hmm. there right now um, because, of, because of some injuries. So uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, it might be a little tough for them. Yeah, it's an uphill battle, but um, you know, good numbers for Stafford that just haven't always translated to wins. So we'll see what they do in the second half here. Uh, let's go to Tennessee. Two of the most frustrating teams in football faced off. It was Tennessee and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Tennessee wins this one, twenty-seven to twenty-three, uh, which was picked correctly by both of us. Uh, you and I got this one. It's because they did cover the spread. Uh, this was a pretty solid game. I think they found something in Tannehill. Uh, and that has really elevated this offense these last two weeks. Uh, he threw for three touchdowns uh, in this matchup, and then Derrick Henry added 75 on the ground. So this is definitely, I think, a more well-rounded offense than there were than they were under Marcus Mariota, which is great to see. Titans at four and four, only a game behind, um, or sorry, two games behind, well, game and a half because they've played one more than the Colts uh, in that AFC <laughs> Make South. A decision. So yeah, whatever. Um, this is a team that's by no means out of it. Uh, and if they continue to play as well as they have in the last two weeks, I think they'll have a chance to uh, to make maybe work their way into a playoff spot. I like what I've seen out of Ryan Tannehill. Um, I've not liked Jameis Winston this season, but he did have a good game here, 300 yards and two scores, but he turned it over twice, which is what you get with Jameis Winston. Mike Evans was huge in this game, 198 yards and two touchdowns, got me a fantasy victory. Um, and get this, Jameis Winston was the leading rusher with 53 yards. <laughs> Um, I don't have a lot to say about the Bucks. I think they're a shit team that that will be flashy occasionally. They're certainly a fun team to watch. Um, where are you at on this Titans team? Do you think the offensive improvements make them a little more of a contender than we previously thought? Yeah, I don't really know yet because we haven't really had to see Tannehill um, win a game. Like 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 I mentioned, he, he's a professional quarterback um, and he's able to make uh, you know all the throws and and that type of thing. But he's never really been you know like a, a 
you know, when he was in Miami, he was was really never like the, the you know the clutch game winning quarterback. You know, the the guy who uh, you know in the, in the in the fourth quarter is going to win you the game. Um, I, I don't know if he's that type of guy. I they have a lot of weapons in in, uh, in Tennessee, but they also have a really really good run game right now. Derrick Henry has over the last since the second half of last season and into this season has been a, a really tough runner. He's been um, really the center the focal point of that team. So you know it's good to see him going because after his rookie year it didn't look so hot for him. But um, he's playing a lot better. Uh, offensive line's playing good. Uh, defense has been playing well. It's good to see Malcolm Butler get a get a pick this week too. Uh, he wasn't looking like the best signing, but he's come on uh, a little bit lately too. So uh, I don't know. I, I mean, they definitely have a shot. They play the type of football you need to play. Have a good running game. Uh, have a good defense, and have a quarterback that can make throws when he needs to. We just haven't really had to see Tannehill do a whole lot. Um, the, the Bucks did come up come out pretty come out pretty strong in this game uh, to an early lead, but. Uh, the the Titans came back with that run game and just stuck to their plan and they they won it. Um, so we'll you know we'll see we'll see about Tennessee. They've got uh, Carolina coming up, so more of a test next week um, that we'll talk about in a bit. So let's go to New Orleans. Uh, the Saints had the return of Drew Brees, Drewby Dooby Doo, as I like to call him. And, uh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and they beat the crap out of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, thirty-one to nine. So they did cover the spread. Everybody got points on this one. Um, and Seth, Drew Brees didn't miss a beat, man. Uh, he comes out 373 yards, three scores, um, and uh, Michael Thomas was the beneficiary of one of those touchdowns and 112 yards. Latavius Murray has been very good in relief of Alvin Kamara these last two weeks. He goes for 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground, adds 55 and a score uh, through the air, uh, which again helped my fantasy team to victory this week. Um, Saints picking right up where they left off. Uh, Drew seems to look great. Um, and this is, I think, again, you know, we've been talking about it, one of the top one or two teams uh, in the NFC right now. So they're on to bigger and better things. Uh, Arizona kind of back down to earth after a three-game win streak uh, kind of got exposed. You know, this is a game where the Saints are full of veterans and the Cardinals are full of non-veterans. And so exactly what you would expect to happen happened. Uh, Cardinals, again, are they're going to win some games this season. Uh, I like where they're at. I think they're ahead of schedule. But uh, they just ran into a buzzsaw here in the Saints who – are en route to, uh, so I think, you know, ex- an exciting uh, playoff atmosphere, probably playing some home games down south. Yeah, um, the, the, and it, it's, uh, you know, it's good. It's a good thing that Drew Brees got healthy and got in there before their bye week. I think that adds a little confidence to him because coming out of the bye week and uh, having a little bit extra time to think about that after the injury might, you know, might might uh, add a little bit, but, uh, you know, nervousness or whatever. But, um, you know, ha- having this game going into the bye, I think, is is a really good thing for them. So, yeah, they're going to they're gonna continue to, to roll, I think, uh, especially getting Kamara back probably after the bye, too. Uh, Latavius Murray, Murray's played really, really well. Um, but that's you know that there there's something special with with Kamara in that backfield. There's something that they add to that offense that you don't really get with any other running back. So um, it'll be good to have him back and and have the uh, the Saints run full speed here after after the bye. Um, yeah, the the Cardinals like like you said they're still they're still a few pieces away, maybe a year or two away from really making a run in that division. Um, but uh, you know for now looking good, like you said ahead of schedule, and and I, I do really like Kyler. So it's good to see him continue to. Uh, you know, play well and, and uh, you know, kind of live up to that first round pick. Absolutely. Uh, so t- talk for a second about Teddy Bridgewater. You know, he finishes 5-0 and uh, 
Uh, looks like Breeze is healthy, so we've probably, you know, barring any sort of other injury, uh, Teddy Bridgewater came in, did his job way better than anyone expected, uh, and seems to be finished. I'm shocked he wasn't made a, he wasn't traded for, uh, but he goes into free agency this year. You got to assume he's going to find a starting job next year. He played very well. Yeah, I definitely think he will. He'll find a, a spot somewhere. Um, I don't, uh, I, I'm really not surprised that he didn't get traded just because, you know, they probably have teams, especially teams who would want to get him are probably gonna have to give up a lot of, give up a lot of draft capital. And, and those type of teams um, are, if they're going to spend the draft capital, they're going to do it in the draft with a, with a, you know, a rookie quarterback. So, you know, someone like the Dolphins or, um, you know, the Bears, uh, someone like that, or probably that'll probably end up with an earlier on pick. They'd probably just rather draft a quarterback uh, cheaper and all that stuff too. So, um, and it's not on a, on a one year rental. Um, but that being said, I do think, you know, one of those teams, I, I could easily see the dolphins, uh, going after Bridgewater, um, especially if they, they instead draft, uh, you know, draft some linemen or something like that, try and improve the, the, uh, the interior up there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do see Bridgewater getting a deal somewhere. Um, probably not like a huge deal, like a, you know, like something like a, you know, cousins or whatever in, in years past, but definitely a, a nice deal for him. And, uh, um, yeah, it'll be good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the way he played. Or I'm excited as a fan of his to see the way he played. And hopefully he does. He does get paid in the offseason because, uh, you know, I, I like him as, as a leader, as a quarterback and someone who's uh, who, who can maybe not win some win a games on his own, but someone who can uh, definitely make sure your team doesn't lose some games because mm-hmm. of his play. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the seemingly one of the good guys, in the NFL, you saw him up close and personal as a Vikings fan. And uh, a lot of people rooting for him after that knee injury a couple of years back. And uh, glad to see that he's he's played his way into uh, at least being considered for some starting jobs. So uh, good on you, Teddy. We like it. Uh, let's go to. Oh, God, here's another shit game. Um, Jacksonville and the Jets. Now, a lot of us picked the Jets in this game. Um, everyone except for Dan. And they got whooped on. Uh, 29-15 was the final here, but this game was not that close. Uh, Jaguars handled them. The Jets are terrible. I I really thought this was like a talented team that was underperforming against some pretty tough competition. This is just a bad football team. Uh, They did not look good. Sam Darnold still looks like he's afraid of the ghosts he was seeing uh, against (laughs) against Pittsburgh or against uh, New England. And uh, Jacksonville was trolling him hard in this game. They dressed up their mascot as a ghost. And then they showed oh, no. they showed a video, I think, of of something to do with ghosts. And then there was a lot of signs that said Gardner Minshew ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> oh no! So poor Sam Darnold's gonna have to deal with that forever. Um, I'll say this though, Jacksonville looked pretty good in this game, and and I watched uh, a little bit of it. Gardner Minshew, a uh, little bit back on track here. He goes three touchdowns, didn't turn it over. Leonard Fournette adds seventy six yards. Uh, and the rotating, the rotation of uh, of uh, Jacksonville wide receivers to have a big game landed on Chris Conley this week. He had 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they defended well in this game, albeit against a terrible offense. Uh, and their offense played well, uh, albeit against a terrible defense. But Jacksonville seems like, again, a team that's better than they've looked at times. Uh, I think they're ahead of the schedule we thought they were on. They're going to have some quarterback decisions to make later on. Again, not a team I think is, is a playoff team, but at 4-4, four and four, they're right in the mix of that uh, AFC South. So if this team gets some momentum, uh, they, they could find themselves you know, playing some important games in December. But I still think they're, they're a little bit off of that. But uh, they're back on track here, even though they beat up on crappy New York. Jacksonville's been kind of up and down in terms, at least in the offense. I mean, Minshew has been good, I guess, three out of the last four, but 
you know, just overall up and down in terms of how many points they're putting up, things like that. They, they haven't been super consistent, um, really just against these bad defenses. They've, they've been putting up a lot of points like this. But um, Minshew has looked good. I mean, he made some really cool plays. When, when he is uh, scrambling, when he's on the run, um, he's really, uh, really talented and really fun to watch. Um, he had one where he was, uh, you know, almost went down and, and basically just kind of threw one uh, to the corner of the end zone, only where his receiver could get it. And it was pretty cool. Uh, so the, and plus Fournette, Fournette's you know really living up to his first round pick that a couple of years ago. Uh, finally, he's staying healthy and he's breaking off some really good runs, looking like he's playing at LSU again. Uh, so that's cool to see. I've I've always liked Fournette and his style of football. Um, so it's cool to see him play like that. Um, good good young receiving core, all that stuff. So I don't know if necessarily there's going to be a, a controversy or anything like that. I, I do think that once Nick Foles gets healthy, he'll take the job back. Uh, just because they're paying him and stuff like that. But if he, you know, starts to to play like Nick Foles, uh, you know, back when he was on the Rams or, you know, that type of thing, um, I think Minshew does get that job right back. So honestly, I think that, you know, if, if Foles, uh, you know, doesn't live up to the contract, they should just go with Minshew. You know, they don't have a lot invested in him. He's really added a spark to that offense and, and the fans love him. So uh, they, they have had trouble selling seats in Jacksonville for years. Um, and, and he's winning enough games right now. So um, you know, if they add some pieces around him, maybe, maybe Minshew can be the, the guy there, but, uh, and I'm not a big believer in falls either. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, the jets though, um, yeah, they're, they're not great. Darnold has been in and out with illnesses and injuries. And, um, I do like, I still like his skill as a quarterback. It's just, mm-hmm. he's just in a really bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, there was reports that they were going to try and trade Le'Veon Bell, um, before the deadline, just no one was offering what they wanted, which was probably way too much. Um, they were trying to trade their, 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 uh, all pro safety. A lot of people say he's the best safety in the NFL and, uh, couldn't get a deal done there because they're asking too much. So, um, you know, I don't know what, what what's going to be going on with them, but, uh, they, they're definitely a, a long ways off from being a contender in any sort of uh, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to agree with you on the one point there. Uh, Darnold, I think will find success in this league in time, uh, but he's going to have to work out from a lot of crap, uh, that surrounds him on that organization. Here was a, this was a game I was looking forward to, and I only was able to watch a little bit of it, but it's San Francisco against Carolina. And Seth, you had a lot of faith in the Panthers coming into this game, and uh, you were quickly dealt with <laughs> because <laughs> the Niners uh, got on top of Carolina early and just ran down their throats. It was 51-13 to was the final. Uh, San Francisco advances to 7-0, and and holy shit. This, is, this I think, is the statement game so far this year for the Niners. Um, they came out against a very good defense and completely wrecked them. And uh, wrecked them, damn near killed them. Their offense was largely no. on the ground. They had <laughs> 225 yards of rushing uh, split between four guys. Tevin Coleman led the way with 105 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, one of those was a reception, but three on the ground here. Uh, Raheem Moster and Matt Breida both added big runs on the day. Uh, and again, Garoppolo does enough, 175 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw one pick. Um, so this is a Niners team. They got, uh, they got Emmanuel Sanders involved. So you look around this team, they have, they have three really good running backs. They have one of the best receiving tight ends in football, George Kittle. They just added Emmanuel Sanders. This is a team that has a lot of offensive weapons, and that defense is right up there with the Patriots um, as one of the best in the league. Uh, this is a scary team, and they they took it to a Panthers team that had been playing well. Uh, Kyle Allen had yet to throw an interception, and he threw three in this game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey got his. He had 117 yards and a score, but 
the passing just could, they couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep up with what the Niners were doing on the ground. You see 51 points and you expect to see a huge passing game. Uh, but this is a team that's just running over people and playing really good defense. Uh, I, as a fan of another NFC West team, am terrified of this Niners team. I think they're right <laughs> up there as one of the top three or so best teams in football. Uh, do you think they have asserted themselves in that realm with this win over the Panthers? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, uh, I'm much more of a believer in them than I was a few weeks ago. I mean, this is the first legitimate team they faced, and they they, they uh, more than showed up for this one. Um, you mentioned, you know, all, all the rushing they had, all of their, their t- rushing touchdowns were 20 yards or, or longer. Um, so that that's pretty crazy. I mean, that... You know that 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 line must have been must have just been making fucking giant holes for for the, for the running backs in this one because every time they touched the ball it was just a huge run and then even like Garoppolo's uh, passing touchdowns were uh, they weren't very long because the the running game got them down to the to, to the red zone so mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty crazy uh, to to see what they did especially doing it with three different running backs um, with Coleman leading the way obviously but. Man, oh man, that 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 rushing that that running attack is is pretty insane. Um, and then the defense uh, is is playing lights out. And when you have a, a running game that's playing as well as it is, um, it's easy for that defense to play well. And they, uh, I believe that they have uh, the most sacks in the NFL right now as well as, as a team. So Nick Bosa has been living up more to to than uh, more uh, living up more than uh, his pick that that uh, the, the Niners spent on him this year. So. Yeah, uh, the the Niners are looking great. Um, you know, I do want to see them do this consistently against some more of the winning teams, but uh, they'll have a chance to prove that coming up here in the next few weeks. So, uh, I'm I'm really interested to see what the Niners do because if they can pull off some wins uh, against teams like the Seahawks and like the Rams, um, they're they're really going to be a, a contender here uh, come playoff time. Mm-hmm. I agree. They're one of the teams to watch out for. I think alongside New Orleans uh, in the NFC. Let's go to the AFC where the best team in football for my money is still the New England Patriots. And they took care of business against the Browns uh, because the Browns are losers and the losers lose. And the the Browns are a talented football team. Um, They've got good pieces over there. But here's what losers do, Seth. Here's how losers lose. This is what I mean when I say this. (laughs) The Browns had turnovers on three consecutive offensive plays. Two fumbles by Nick Chubb and then... did you see the 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 fucking pitch that was intercepted by Baker Mayfield? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is that is a butt fumble style. Like that's no team worth anything makes plays like that. You've never seen the Patriots do a butt fumble or a stupid fucking play like that. It just doesn't happen <laughs> because only losers make that type of play, and that's what the fucking Browns are. They had a chance to come out after the bye against the Patriots on a short week and make a statement by at least you know being in the game. And they couldn't even do that. Uh, Patriots came out, asserted their dominance like you'd expect them to. Tom Brady goes for 259 and two scores. Sony Michelle had a good game, 74 yards on the ground. Um, Julian Edelman had the two touchdowns from Brady on 78 yards. So Patriots do what they do. Uh, you know, I think nothing changes in our conversation about them. Uh, but as for the Browns, dude, fuck them. I, I'm glad they lost. I'm going to pick against the Browns every time for the rest of the year just because I hate them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... To, to actually though watching some of the highlights of that game um they were they were other than basically the, those two fumbles that Nick Chubb had were on some really long runs and they were keeping it close up to that point um you know they played they played the the uh, Patriots kind of tough uh, in this game but yeah I mean the Patriots are the Patriots they're they're the best team in football best defense in football um yeah they're they're, they're going to continue rolling like they have been uh the Browns uh, I mean yeah they 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 really stabbed themselves in the foot um 
Nick Chubb still is. I mean, he he's a great running back. He's fun to watch, but um, putting the ball on the ground a couple times is is not good, especially in a high profile game like that. So yeah, the the Browns are still a ways off, but uh, the Patriots are still killing it. I did pull up real quick because you you uh, the the 49ers and and their schedule had me really interested to see. So coming up, they got a really really fun schedule to watch. So other than there there's two games uh, with the Cardinals that are uh, their next game, and then uh, two week or I guess three weeks from now because they have a bye. There's a Seahawks game bookend uh, in the middle of that sandwich. So the Cardinals bookend that. After that though, they play the Packers. Um, the Ravens, the Saints, there's a Falcons game in there, the Rams, and the Seahawks. Wow. So there's some really big games coming up for the Niners. They're going to be on um, Sunday night really every week for spot. a month. What's that? They're going to be on Sunday night football every week for a month. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's that's a really insane schedule. It's a really tough schedule, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and really we'll be able to see if, if the Niners are are uh, legit after after this schedule. Can't wait to see it. Let's go to a couple teams that I also have really enjoyed watching this year, uh, the Raiders and the Houston Texans. Um, now the Texans win this game, uh, but it was by a last second field goal. So, uh, Oakland was the, the correct pick this week. I was the only one who had that. Um, and this was a fun game to watch, man. Uh, it was close the entire way. Um, and you know, it took a last second field goal from Houston after a really good, uh, Deshaun Watson drive, which I, that dude makes some throws from some positions <laughs> that you can't even fucking, Ugh, it's insane. It, his, it's like, yeah. you know, those dude, perfect guys. That are like, oh, I bet you can't do a triple backflip and then get tackled and have an eye patch on and hit a dime out of the air from 60 yards. <laughs> That's what he does every fucking play. That dude is special. And he got the win, uh, gets the Texans to five and three to keep pace with the Colts here. Um, Deshaun Watson, 279, three touchdowns, doesn't turn it over. And they've been getting a lot out of Carlos Hyde, who's their starting running back right now, 83 yards on the ground. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was doing his thing. He made some crazy ass catches um, in this game, as he often does. Uh, again, the Raiders, one of my favorite teams uh, without a great record here. They fall to three and four, but they were doing again. A team I think is very close, Seth. And if they if they're playing, um, you know, a bottom half schedule next season, I, I like their odds to be a tough team uh, with a better record. But Carr has 285 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, played well on less volume than he's been getting. Uh, he only had 15 carries this week, but he turned him into 66 yards. Um, and, uh, you know, this Raiders team, they're, they're giving up a lot of points. I think they need to improve on defense, but this offense has a lot, uh, going for it. Um, so Houston, I think it is, you know, they're trying to keep up with the Colts until they get a, a second shot at them later this year. Uh, Oakland, you know, we'll see what they do the rest of the year, but I don't have super high hopes, but a good game between two of the, maybe not top tier teams in the league. Uh, but this was a fun one to watch. I saw quite a bit of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that that Oakland still needs—they really need a, an elite receiver on their team. They they really do. I mean, they got Tyrell Tyrell Williams back, who's been their number one this year, but he's not a number one receiver. Number one receiver, uh, he works much better as as a complimentary receiver. Um, Zay Jones, they they traded for. He looked a lot better, and he's starting to get some rhythm with Derek Carr. Um, but again, still not—he's not. You know, even though he's a former first round pick, he's just not that guy. He's he's not. He's not the you know number one guy in a team. They re- they really need 
uh, some elite talent on the uh, in the receiving core. Uh, like you mentioned, Josh, Josh Jacobs has looked good, but he uh, was banged up going into this game, so he kind of got a limited work. Like you mentioned, uh, less carries in this one, uh, and they they definitely need some more help on the defense. You know, while trading Khalil Mack away got them some picks and has helped them probably overall as a team, they're missing you know some some really heavy hitters on the defense, uh, especially the defense like that Gruden likes to have on his uh, you know on his his squads. Um, just these real big tough players, you're kind of missing that right now. So especially again, perfect. Uh, got suspended for the season that was kind of his guy um you know to to instill that type of football that he wants and and uh without him it's you know the the defense is 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 what it is they're not they're not great so um in terms of the texans you know they, they've been kind of a team too that, that's played to the level of their competition they, they've been playing really close football for the most part and uh you know pulling off games uh, against like the chiefs uh where you didn't think they would they would be able to do it and they did and and then other games where they're playing from behind against the raiders so it's it's really weird um they did lose J.J. Watt in this game, though, and that's going to be tough because the one area of their defense that's worked this year is getting pressure, uh, uh, attacking the quarterback. And J.J. Watt, I know he's up there in age, but he's still playing super well this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, without that big piece, um, that's going to be tough on their defense. I think they're going to be giving up a lot more points um, here, especially not being able to, to, to attack the quarterback. So um, look out for that defense to not be even – you know, they haven't been great to, to not be even as good as they've been. So um, that'll be tough for him. But Deshaun Watson will have to make up for it uh, with his crazy plays and get kick, getting kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah, homie gets kicked in the face, has his helmet turned around backwards and somehow still ropes one off. <laughs> oh, my God. That dude's incredible. Let's go to uh, the Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, everyone but you, Seth, picked the Packers here. Uh, but the Chiefs did play tough even though they ended up losing this game 31-24. to But they needed a last-second uh, touchdown by the Packers mm-hmm. uh, to get to get that. I think the big surprise here uh, was a performance of Matt Moore. He had 267 yards, two touchdowns, and kept them in this game uh, the entire time. So a great performance by him. On this Packers team, again, uh, 305 yards, three touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers is feeling it right now, and uh, that's fun to see. And then... Um, Aaron Jones has a monster fucking game. He had 210 yards of total offense and two scores um, between passing and running. So this Packers offense has found a groove, even though they don't have a wide receiver to speak of. Um, But that defense gave up 24 points to Matt Moore. Is that a concern for you if you're a Packer uh, supporter, which I know you're not? (laughs) Well, in terms of the defense, they have been a little worse off the last few weeks. Um, they've been giving up a little bit more through the air than they have in the past, and their run defense hasn't been good almost all year, uh, other than probably week one against the Bears, which we've seen their running attack since then. But uh, I guess starting week two against the Vikings, they've been kind of burned on the ground almost every week. So um, the defense isn't playing as great, but the right now the they don't really need to with the type of the type of football that the Packers are playing. Um, for the through about the first half of this game, they were still playing that type of football. They were up fourteen nothing through a good part of the game until the Chiefs started coming back. But um, they were, you know, they were running the ball and, and uh, you know, it wasn't until Rodgers needed to start, you know, turning on his, uh, turning on his jets and playing like Aaron Rodgers uh, that they were putting up a lot of yards to the air. Um, that being said though, um, you know, I think, I think the Packers are, are still cemented towards the top of the NFC right now. Um, especially with the way Rodgers is playing. If, you know, if he's playing like this, uh, you know, we've seen in the past there, there's not a, even he's had less talented team. And I know he doesn't love have a lot of talent on offense right now, but he's had less talented teams in the past and he's done this on his own. So, um, if, you know, if he's playing like this, uh, with, 
you know, the running game they have, this is probably the best running game he's ever had in Green Bay. Um, and, you know, you could say Eddie Lacy, but, you know, we all saw what happened to Eddie Lacy after he left Green Bay. I think I think Aaron Jones has, has just been a more talented running back. And he just looks like looks like the best running back that Aaron Rodgers has had uh, behind him in, in the backfield. So plus Jamal Williams isn't too bad himself. I mm-hmm. think he had 50 yards uh, on his own. Um, and he's a little bit more of the the um, pass catching guy. And if Aaron Jones can get in there and also catch some passes, I think this is a really dangerous team. I mean, they're just putting out their best players and hoping for the best. Uh, I think Devontae Adams will be back in the next few weeks. So um, that'll add a lot. I think Alan Lazard has come out as a trusted target for uh, for Aaron Rodgers, too. I think he had five catches in this game. So just overall, really good to see, uh, you know, not not as a Packers fan, uh, as Packers fans. Um, it's good to see this, but, you know, as, as a Vikings fan, it's not. But it's good to see mm-hmm. uh, some of these younger receivers for that team come out and play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the younger talent overall. I think they're doing more with scheme uh, than they have in the past. Matt LaFleur has got this offense really working. And I, th- I think they're winning more before the snap, where you, it used to be snap it to Rodgers and let him do what he wants. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they're they're more in rhythm now than they have been, which that's pretty dangerous because Rodgers, mm-hmm. if he can be good, uh, you know, pre-snap and then also be good after as he has been, uh, watch out for this offense, even though they don't have a ton of talent on the on the outside. Uh, mm-hmm. What of the Chiefs? They fall here. They go to five and three. Um, we don't we I, I, I don't have an update on Mahomes. Maybe you do. Um, but you got to be if you're a Chiefs fan, you got to be feeling good because it seems like they're not going to have the the huge fall off offensively. Uh, that we feared they might. Yeah, a word is that Mahomes will be back in week 10. I believe they play, they play the Titans uh, that week. So, because um, I think this is this upcoming week will be week 9, won't it? Yes. Okay, so yeah, week 10 uh, against the Titans. They play the Vikings this week. So, my uh, my fingers are crossed that Mahomes doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he worked his way back up to uh, the uh, basically the second quarterback in practice this, uh, this past week. So, um, he went from dislocating a knee one week to just a few days later uh, practicing and almost getting ready to play. But I think they want to hold him out just a little bit longer um, to to let him rest up. And especially, you know, with all the injuries he had coming in, not just the knee, but the ankle. So um, to see Matt Moore play the way he did was great, though. I mean, th- this just shows that they're they're an extremely well-coached team. Uh, there's tons of weapons on that offense for no matter who the quarterback is uh, to play well. And then obviously Patrick Mahomes is, is who he is. He's a freak. So... Um, you know, he, it just shows that, um, with a mediocre quarterback, they can play super well. And and with a great quarterback, they're, they're a quarterback who's going to be healthy when he comes back. Uh, that, that's a really dangerous thing. So I expect them to get back on track once Mahomes gets back. But for now, I mean, I, I still think they're going to put up a a really good fight against the Vikings. And, uh, I think that's going to be a much closer game than a lot of people, uh, probably anticipate. Mm -hmm. Good for Matt Moore. He was coaching high school football last season, uh, comes back and has a pretty solid game. Uh, we'll see if he gets the win this weekend against the Vikings. We'll preview that game in just a sec. Um, I want to give exactly five seconds to the Monday night game. Uh, Pittsburgh won but did not cover. Everybody picked that but Seth. Um, 27-14 was the final. <laughs> I, I knew where I was at, at my standings uh, before the game, so I switched it so that I can, you know, just in case, which they almost did. Miami, Miami uh, almost uh, mm-hmm. uh, Miami, Miami almost pulled it off, but... Um, I switched it just at the end uh, to hopefully gain a point back, but it did not work. So um, I will say, though, that uh, 
Mason Rudolph, you know, came out of the game or came out in the in the, the first half of the game, didn't look good, but he came back in the second half, started getting a connection with the receivers. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster finally had a game um, worth worth uh, worth watching here. Uh, he had some really good plays. Um, I did see that James Conner is is banged up and may not play over the next couple of weeks, so that'll be something to watch for the Steelers. But um, you know, if Mason Rudolph can get kind of a rhythm going. You know, we'll see if if uh, they still have a ton of talent on that team. So. Um, you know, hopefully for Steelers fans, uh, Rudolph can get going and the Dolphins continue to, to kind of play a little tough, uh, especially in this first half, they were up 14, nothing, I think in this game at one point or 14 to three, something like that. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, Fitzpatrick's still out there putting up a fight, but, um, with, with the Steelers, uh, I think they're going to continue to play tough against teams, especially with TJ Watt. He played super well and Mika Fitzpatrick continues to get interceptions after coming over to the, to the Steelers. So their defense is keeping them in a lot, a lot of these games. I like it. Um, we'll see if they get a returning ben, uh, Big Ben back. I think he's not due back this season at all. But uh, no. But next year uh, could be back to back to what we expect out of the Steelers. But good to see that they're not wasting the season completely. Uh, that's it for our uh, for our recap for this week. I was the champion with ten correct picks, so uh, all y'all can kiss my butt. And uh, I look <laughs> forward to continuing to win uh, next week. So. Thanks for that. Uh, Seth, you mentioned the trade deadline a couple of times there. Not a lot of movement. We saw Aqib Tlaib, who's injured, go from the Rams over to Miami. Um, the Patriots sent a defensive lineman over to which team? Cowboys. The Cowboys. Michael Bennett. Yep. Um, and we, we uh, talked about a couple of big trades that happened last week. Uh, anything from the trade deadline worth mentioning before we go on to this coming week? Nothing that, uh, I mean, I think a lot more people, especially after last week when we were seeing a bunch of moves, a lot of people thought that this one would be really active, this trade deadline, but really nothing, uh, there's a lot of rumors and speculation and talks between teams, but uh, by the end of the, by the time four o'clock hit, um, there really, nothing had happened. So uh, kind of unfortunate. Uh, There was a lot of teams that should have made some moves uh, that didn't. And uh, I think that um, really, we're kind of cemented with what we have now, and and uh, I don't think really any teams came out of this with, uh, you know, a ton of um, a ton of bump in their in their stock here after after the deadline. Yeah, I was a little bummed to not see more activity, but a uh, couple couple pieces of moving. I, I think Emmanuel Sanders is is one of the big ones. Uh, he's he's really going to help that uh, Niners offense, uh, I think, over the course of the season. So, um, yep, that's it for past week. And we're going to roll forward by getting into our picks for the coming week, week nine. And we have to start with a game that's already happened. Uh, let's go back in time to pick the Thursday night football matchup. I'm going to take you back in time. Where we're going, we don't need roads. All right, here's the Thursday night matchup. It's the 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. The line here is nine and a half points. And this is a Niners team that has found its its stride and a, an Arizona team that, again, ahead of schedule, but I think they're just going to be overwhelmed in this game. So give me the Niners to cover. Yeah, the Cardinals have, I think, one of the bottom three run defenses in the NFL right now. Um, the, the Niners are running the ball more than any team right now, and they're doing it with tremendous success. They put up 51 points. Um, I think there are a couple, I think there's a defensive touchdown in there too, but anyway, they, 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 well, they had five rushing touchdowns in this game total. So in the last game total. So, uh, if they did five against a good Panthers defense, they'll probably do fucking 10 against this terrible Cardinals run defense. (laughs) So yeah, I think that the Niners cover that nine and a half pretty easily. Yep. Let's go to Jacksonville. The Jaguars are hosting 
division rival Houston Texans. Big opportunity here for the Jaguars. If they win this game, uh, they're going to be, like I said, right in the mix and in the running for that uh, that AFC South championship. The line here is two and a half points. The Texans are the favorites, and uh, I think this is a team that's coming off a couple great wins, and uh, Deshaun Watson is playing very, very well. So I, I say they win by over a field goal here uh, in Jacksonville. I'm going with the Jaguars in this one. Uh, I think um, I think Minshew is uh, coming off a, a hot game. I think the Jaguars are putting up a lot of points. And like I mentioned, I think J.J. Watt is going to be a bigger loss than than what some people give it credit for. And, uh, you know, with Minshew, um, you know, he, he plays well when he's when he's scrambling and on the run and, and under duress. But he's not going to have to do that this game, I don't think. I think he's going to have uh, a lot of opportunity. Overall, the, the Texans' defense isn't very great. So give me some Minshew magic, and I think that they uh, – I think if they cover this and uh, maybe even squeak out a win. Ooh, I like it. That's bold. Uh, let's see how bold you are on this one. The Buffalo Bills are nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Redskins. I'll tell you this. I hate this pick. I have no confidence in it. I'm taking the Bills to cover. I, I can't tell you why. Uh, I guess because it's the Redskins, and I think they're going to have a get-right game here. Um, but I don't have a high degree of confidence. Uh, what are you going to do? I'm going with the Redskins. Yeah, I don't <laughs> blame you at all. <laughs> Going with the Redskins of this one. Um, both these teams play similar types of football. They try and play good defense, and they try and run the ball a lot. And uh, I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. Do I think the Bills win? Absolutely. But I could see this being a, a you know, 14-10 game. Um, I think I could see this being a 17-14, you know, something like that, just a real low-scoring. I, I could even see this being a 9-6 game, mm-hmm. honestly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think the Redskins keep this close. They've been playing, like I mentioned, they've played – you know, they even though it was a monsoon in in uh, a game uh, in the game against the Niners, played them tough. They played them really tough. In uh, the Vikings and in Minnesota, hostile environment, played them tough too. So, um, I think that this is going to be a closer game, and uh, I do do not think the Bills score enough uh, to keep it close. Won't surprise me at or to, all. To to keep it to keep the 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 spread nine and a half. Excuse me. Right. Yeah, that won't surprise me at all. I will. I will. I will gladly eat that point uh, later on. I don't know why I felt compelled to pick the Bills. I don't. Um, maybe it's because my girlfriend's a Bills fan. That could be it. <laughs> uh, let's go to Philly. The Eagles are hosting the Bears. Uh, the line here, Philadelphia is favored by four and a half points, um, which I don't love that spread, but I really don't like the Chicago Bears. So I'm going to take the Eagles by a touchdown here, um, and v- we may very well see them play shitball again like they were, um, but I just think this Bears team can't score, and I think the Philly offense is doing enough lately. Uh, to get ahead by by a touchdown or so. Uh, again, taking the opposite, I'm going with the Bears. Uh, I think this is uh, still a great defense, uh, no matter what, and uh, uh, I think this is going to be a close game, no matter what. You know, I, I I understand that Trubisky cannot score, but I also think that the Eagles have had trouble scoring against good teams. So, mm. you know, I, I I know they they put up points against the Bills last week, but I I don't the Bills defense hasn't playing hasn't been playing very good so yeah give me give me the Bears in this one I think that they keep it close I think that both both three teams try and run the ball uh, Trubisky gonna have a lot a lot tougher time trying to throw it against the Bears so um, I'm gonna go with uh, the Bears keeping this close I hope you know obviously just for the division sake I hope the Eagles win but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears uh, pull off a win in this one I like it I like it uh, let's go to Carolina. The Panthers are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Tennessee Titans, who are playing well. Um, gosh, I, I'm i looking at this pick now, and I kind of want to change it. I'm going to change it. I was on the Panthers. I'm switching. 
Uh, I like this Titans offense lately, and I think Carolina got exposed last week. Now, they may very well have a get-right game here and win by 100 points, but I'm feeling a little bold here. I'm going to take Tennessee plus the points on the road. Going the opposite once again. I'm going with the Panthers. I think, again, at home, um, and and uh, I believe the Panthers, are just from what I've seen, the Panthers have played a better level of competition um, throughout this year uh, and, and had a lot closer games and have won a lot of games. So um, I'm going with the Panthers on this one. I think this for them this is a get-right uh, get game. Uh, they, they prove that they're not as bad as what they showed on Sunday. Um, and, uh, you know, while the Titans have been playing better, I'm still not a, not a huge believer in them. Um, Tannehill has not been proven to be a, a clutch quarterback and really a winner in his in his career. So I'm going with the the Panthers in this one. Man, one of us is going to be terrible this week. Um, <laughs> let's go to Pittsburgh against the Colts. Uh, the Colts are favored by one and a half points. Uh, this game is going to be in Pittsburgh. This was a pretty easy one for me. Uh, I just really don't like the line here. Um, I think the Steelers aren't getting enough points. Uh, I think one and a half points is essentially pick and if it's pick I'm taking the Colts, who I think are a superior team. So uh, Indy on the road, eat your point and a half. I agree. Uh, the Colts, like I mentioned, they've had all one-score games, but the line is only one and a half. So if, if it's a one-score game and and uh, and uh, the Colts are only, you know, the the Steelers only getting the one and a half, I'm, I'm going with the Colts here. Look at this one. Uh, Minnesota going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. So we mentioned Matt Moore is expected to start at quarterback again, but the Chiefs are favored here by two and a half points. And I think that's very wrong. Uh, I like what I've seen out of this Vikings team. I think uh, I think they'll win maybe a close game. Maybe it's a touchdown or so. Um, but if I'm getting the Vikings, who I think are a better complete team than the Chiefs, and I'm getting a field goal, I'm fucking taking that all the way to the bank, man. <laughs> going with the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> you have okay, other than the fact that you're, you know, a Vikings fan, you always pick against them. I get that. Does that line seem right to you? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I think that playing in in Arrowhead um I mean, that's it, a tough place to play. Uh and the the Vikings have been up and down. I mean, they they've played really well against some some lower level competition, but again, the la- last week though, they they didn't play super well. So, um you know, I, I don't know. You also don't know what type of game you're going to get here. I mean, Matt Moore played better than what we all thought. Um, and uh, we we don't know if the Vikings are going to try and run the ball. I mean, I think the, the Chiefs defense isn't very good. So they're going to be able to play well offensively. Uh, but the Vikings defense has not played very well uh, lately either. So, you know, do do we see Tyreek Hill go off for 156 yards or something like that? You know, it, it's just kind of an unpredictable game. And with, with it being unpredictable uh, and then it being, you know, the Chiefs playing at home here, I, you know, I'm not surprised to see the line the line where it is right now. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Here's another interesting line. The closest one we've seen in weeks for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they're only getting five and a half against the visiting Jets. And this has just shitball written all over it. I'm going to go out on maybe a little bit of a limb. I think that Miami gets their first win of the season this year against the Jets. So uh, I'm getting five and a half. I'm taking them. Give me Miami at home. And I think they win this one outright by a field goal. Um, I do agree on the the uh, taking Miami here for the points. Uh, I don't know if they'll win this one. I think this will be a very close game, though. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna I'm picking the Dolphins as well. I like it. I mentioned I like the Oakland Raiders. They're hosting the Detroit Lions. This is a game I'm gonna try to watch some of. Um, and again, I'm high on these Raiders. Uh, I like what the Lions have done this season, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Raiders. They're favored by two and a half. Uh, so I think they'll win by at least a field goal here in what should be a very good game uh, in the late slate. I think the Lions win this one, honestly. Um, you know, I, I do think that 
they're just a better team than the Raiders, honestly. I, th- I think that they have um, a, at least a much better passing attack. And I think whether or not the Lions have been um, – well, the running game really is non-existent right now, but they, they've been able to put up a lot of points, uh, you know, it, in the interim. And uh, they still, you know, they although they probably should have traded a few pieces before the trade deadline, they kept, you know, some of their best players. So um, overall, I think that the Lions are a better team, and I think they probably win this, honestly. Hmm. It won't surprise me, uh, but I'm I'm higher on my Raiders um, than— uh, Don't know why. And Yeah. I, <laughs> I Honestly, I don't either. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Seattle. The Seahawks will be hosting the Buccaneers, and Seattle is the favorite by six and a half points. Uh, Tampa Bay has a historically bad back end. Um, they've been scored on a ton, Gross. and I think Russell Wilson is going to have a huge day after a couple of uh, of down games in terms of the volume. Uh, so uh, give me Russell Wilson for 303 scores and Seattle by over a touchdown against the Bucks. I think there'll be a lot of points in this one, but I think the Bucks keep it closer. Honestly, um, they they play they played pretty close against a good defense last week uh, against the Titans. Uh, the Seahawks do not have as good of a defense as the Titans do. Um, I think this will be a shootout. I think this will be a fun one to watch, and uh, you know it's kind of like the Rams game a few weeks back when the Bucks played. I, I think this will be kind of a similar, uh, basically shootout between Winston and and uh, Wilson. So I think that the the Seahawks win, but I think the the Bucks keep it close. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, another game that could be a very fun one to watch uh, again at the the late uh, late time. Cleveland is going to go lose to the Broncos, um, and the Bron- I, I my brain wants to pick uh, Cleveland here because the Broncos are going to a backup quarterback. Uh, they've traded away some players. It seems like they're packing it in, um, but they're still the Browns, and uh, the Broncos are at home and getting two and a half points. I just think the Browns are going to find a way to lose this one, or at least, uh, or at least win it by skinnier than two and a half. So I'm taking Denver at home, uh, but another one. I'm not going to be surprised if you want Cleveland here. Hey, yeah, I'm taking the Browns here just just for the fact. I think it's the unpredictable thing here with with the quarterback. Um, honestly, not, it's not even their backup quarterback. Drew Locke, who's the actual backup quarterback, has been hurt. They drafted him in the second round, I think, this year. Um, he's been hurt, so he's not ready to go. So they have the third stringer in here. Um, yeah, I know it's in Denver and everything like that, but I, I like the fact that it's only two and a half uh, for for the Browns. I think that they'll probably win this, and it'll be close, but I think it'll be by a field goal if, uh, if, if they win it. Mm-hmm. You talk about a skinny line. I think this one is too small. Uh, the Chargers are hosting the Packers, and the Chargers are getting three and a half points. And I, uh, I actually, for the viewers um, or listeners, I just got access here in Oregon to sports betting. Uh, legit sports betting through the Oregon lottery. I will be putting money on the Packers to win this game by more than three and a half points. Uh, frankly, I just think the line, it, it, it's far too skinny for me. I like the Packers by at least a touchdown, but I think this is a blowout since the Chargers are so fucking historically terrible at winning. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I, I, uh, I do think that, that that's a weird line, and uh, although uh, check because each sports book's different, like some of these lines are pretty dramatically different. So um, you might want to check that before you put some money on it. But that's a good point. Um, no, I, I do agree. I think in terms of the ESPN one, I think the Packers are going to win this by more than three and a half. So I'm picking the Packers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday night football. This is one I have marked my calendar, and I will be watching a good portion of. Uh, the Patriots are going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. This is a big-time AFC game, chance for a statement game for the Ravens, uh, who right now are 5-2 and two and the two-seed in the AFC. They're getting three-and-a-half points at home, 
in this game, I'm still going to take the Patriots. I think they're a touchdown or more better than the Ravens. But uh, don't be surprised if this is a close game. Even if it's like a 17-21 to 21 game, then uh, the Patriots will still have covered. Uh, and that's that's probably what I'm expecting here uh, is, is for a, a closer game, not a blowout. But I think the Patriots cover the three and a half points. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I had the Patriots for this one too. Let's go to Monday Night Football, which again, week after week, continues to be great games that everyone wants to watch. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. It's the Giants hosting the Cowboys. Now, there there is a lot of offense in this game, I think, so this could be a fun one to watch. Um, the line here, seven and a half points the Giants are getting at home. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna forego the points. I don't feel great about it, but I'm gonna take Dallas to cover this. Uh, I think a chance for them to get, you know, to further their momentum uh, after after a win uh, before their bye. So uh, I, I think Dallas wins this one by 10 or so, um, maybe more. But I, I don't feel great about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going with uh, I'm going with the Giants in this one. I think it's a primetime game. It's a weird game. Um, being just just I, I think it'll be a weird game being a primetime game. Um, and uh, in in New York, uh, I think that there's a lot of recipe there for uh, for just kind of a weird game overall. Um, I'm gonna go with the Giants, so I think that they uh, keep this one close and and give the Dallas a run for their money. I like it. A lot of discrepancy between Seth and I this week, so uh, probably one of us is gonna be terrible. I bet it's you. Well, the la- the last time it happened, this happened. It was uh, it was my worst week, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> We will see. So those are our picks for Pigskin Pick'em. By the way, you can hit the link in our description box. Play right alongside us and fellow SoCo listeners and see if you can go toe-to-toe with the SoCo. Uh, I bet you can't. We've only been beaten once, and it was the it was last week by Dan, uh, who I guess decided not to use his opportunity to shit talk on the air. Uh, we didn't get a voice message from him. And uh, that window is now closed, Dan, so piss off. Um, if you want to join the Pigskin Pick'em, hit the link in the description box. You can play right along with us. Uh, no money exchange in the Pigskin Pick'em, but if you do want to win the big bucks, uh, you're going to want to listen to this next segment. Here's Seth's picks. Uh, these are his top bets of the week. As you can tell, <laughs> I chose again this week to not make you a new sounder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so real quick from last week, I did not have a good week at all. I went two for six, um, so that was not good. Um, the ones I got were uh, I picked uh, the spread 11.5 on New, or- New Orleans, and then I picked under for the Cleveland-New England game because of the weather in that one. It was under 43. Uh, that, that's the reason I picked it, um, and so it was the weather. So worked out on that one. Everything else was not good. Um, but for what I'm looking at this week, we've, we touched on a few of them. Uh, really just a couple games that I've seen uh, that, that I really like uh, so far. Um one of the three games I like, uh, Houston versus Jacksonville, the over is 46.5. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Like I mentioned, um, no J.J. Watt. I think there, there's going to be a lot of really just uh, open, uh, you know, basically a lot of time for both quarterbacks to make plays. And these are both quarterbacks who, when they have time and they, uh, they're they improvising, they can make a lot of really cool plays. So I see a lot of points in this one, over 46.5. Um the second game, Washington and Buffalo. I I really like that the the spread on this one is plus ten for Washington. I really like Washington getting ten points here. Um, probably going to be a colder weather game in Buffalo. Uh, going to be a lot of running in this one. Um, I, I, I both decent defenses, so I, I like the the spread there and the over under is thirty seven. Just like I said, I I like the under uh, under on this. Honestly, I know that's not many points, but 
I think there's going to be a lot of running, a lot of defense, uh, not many points scored in this one. So give me the under for that one. Um, and then we talked about Indy, uh, Indianapolis versus Pittsburgh. Um, the There's no line on the, the sports website here. It's just zero. So I'm picking the Colts. If it's a straight up pick them uh, for the same for the same uh, odds. Uh, in terms of the uh, what the payout is, uh, give me give me just Indianapolis straight up in this one, and then the over under is forty three. Um, I like the over for this one. Uh, the Colts have put up a lot of points this year. They put up in twenty. They put up twenty points in every game, but I think last week. Um, and then Pittsburgh's been putting up points too, even though um, you know it, Mason Rudolph ha- you know hasn't looked like the best quarterback in the world. They've still managed to put up uh, twenty points in most of their games. So. Um, Right there, I think that's a recipe for over over 43 points. So those are some of the ones I like early on here this week. I like them. I like them. I'll probably be betting one or two of those. Uh, Seth knows what he's talking about some weeks. Um, so he's <laughs> Most looking- weeks. Overall, overall, I still have doubled my money. So I know I know what I'm doing at least that way. That's what's up. Homie's making money. You can do the same if you go along with Seth's picks. I wanna lick, 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 lick you All right. We're near the end here. Uh, we're going to go on to our one more thing before we wrap it up. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I want to reiterate something I said before. The Bears are fucking losers. They just are. <laughs> I you third nine from or third and goal from the nine and you don't throw it into the end zone or at least come up with something trickier than just an off tackle run play. Um, they don't make a move off Trubisky midseason. They have all this talent on their team and they're going to waste it. Uh, they they find a way, even with Trubisky, to get a shot at a game-winning field goal, and they miss that, uh, apparently because he wanted it in the center of the field, and they put him on one of the sides because they didn't communicate well. I This team is finding ways to lose, just like Cleveland does. I'm ready to say the Bears are losers, just like Cleveland, and losers always lose. Um, I, I, uh, I think that Philly has a good game against them this week. Uh, again, I won't be surprised if they come out and crush ass because every time I'm down on a team, they come out and ball. <laughs> but fuck the Bears. I'm done with them. Uh, Trubisky needs gone before I'm ready to have any faith in them. So until then, I'm picking against the Bears. I agree. I, I don't like Trubisky either. He's not very good. But keep. hey, I hope he keeps playing. <laughs> I'm going to have a much more positive one more thing this week. Um, no, no saying, fuck you, you suck, get out of here. Uh, this is a nice moment. So during the Thursday night game, uh, the, the Redskins-Vikings game, uh, Adrian Peterson moved to sixth all time on the rushing list. Oh, uh, and he got to really do it cool. in Minneapolis. He got to do it in Minnesota, and they they showed uh, they showed a video the Vikings did of of some of his big runs in Minnesota, and said congrats and stuff. And the fans went crazy for him, and were chanting and and uh, cheering, and and uh, you could tell Peterson really really appreciated it, and he was you know he's waving and you know blowing kisses and all that stuff too. So that was really cool. It was a really really cool moment. Um, you know, I I hope that you know when whenever he does hang up his cleats that. Uh, he signs the one-day contract with the Vikings, and because they they talked about it, I think he has like thirteen thousand or something like that rushing yards in his career, um, and uh, eleven thousand of them were with the Vikings. So <laughs> uh, most of his success were with the Vikings, obviously, and and uh, be cool for him to sign a one-day contract and retire when that day comes. So um, I, you know, I he still in this game against the Vikings had some of those runs like he did back in the day where he's just bouncing in and out and he still has some pep in his step. He's still, you know, still out running some guys. So at 34 years old, it's cool to see what he's doing. So, um, you know, cool to see that. I, I'm always going to be a fan of his uh, for, 
you know, all the time in Minnesota. He brought a lot of really cool memories back in the day. Really, honestly, is a big reason why, you know, I, I remained a, such a big Vikings fan was just watching him on Sundays because God knows those teams were fucking terrible <laughs> uh, through most of through most of his tenure. But it was cool to see him most weeks uh, get 100 yards rushing. That was always at least a moral victory um, by the end of it. So cool to see that moment. Um, I think he's only about 400 yards away from getting to fourth or fifth all time. So um, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be able to uh, get to uh, fourth all time or fifth all time uh, with rushing. Frank Gore is actually getting really close to third all time too. So a uh, couple active players in their thirties uh, moving up the list right now. So uh, cool to see and, and uh, happy. I, I hope by the end of the year, Peterson can make it to at least fifth. That'd be awesome. I love it, dude. I love old running backs. My favorite thing in football is an old running back who's still balling. So good for those guys. Uh, we got all time, great running backs and the bears are fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> And one more thing. But I'm down to one more more thing. That's going to do it for this week's SoCo Sports Show. Uh, Again, if you want to pigskin pick them alongside Seth and I, you can hit the link in the description box to do so. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You're going to get episodes of the sports show every Friday and of the main show every Thursday. Go ahead and share that with your friends as well. Uh, We would much appreciate it. Head over to our anchor page. Become a contributor if you like. Um, and, uh, we'd be happy to see a lot of that. And we're going to, uh, I'm going to do a shot for every new contributor. So, uh, if you want to hear me do a shot on the air, it doesn't sound very exciting, but, um, you know, you can know that you made me drink, uh, it was tequila gold last night. So it was not a great shot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, head on over, be a contributor if you can. Otherwise just continue to share the show. We appreciate all the listens. And, uh, if you want to leave us voicemail, we, we might play it on the air, if you if you beat us and pick them, we we have to play it on the air. Um, but otherwise, if you just want to join join me in talking shit about the Bears, leave us a voice message. You can do that through the anchor page. I don't think I'm missing anything else, so let's wrap this bitch up. He is the so host Seth Ott. I'm the co-host Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye. And boom goes the dynamite.